Andy Bush and Richie Firth here with another podcast for you. Thank you to everyone who's subscribed and downloaded and listened and got involved so far. And don't forget, you can keep emailing us. We read them all out on a Friday with the Any Other Business podcast. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. I don't think we actually say thank you enough for you guys downloading this because, uh, not that it's uh, of a great interest to you, but uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, the download numbers for this podcast are competitive. Pretty good. We're pretty yeah. happy. Yeah, we are, yeah. If we were going into Dragon's Den and this was our company based on the amount of uh, downloads that we've had, we'd be offering like a really tiny percentage share, like a 1% equity <laughs> in it. Yes. Because we're that pr- we're that proud and we're that confident of the predictions for the next quarter. I also think it would be one of those ones where all the Dragons, one by one, try and outmanoeuvre each other to yeah. get a better deal of the podcast. Can I just say one thing about Dragon's Den? Because I watch it all the time. I love it, right? Why do people go in with what their kind of limit is on equity? If I was them, you're always going to get argued up, right? Go in with a tiny equity, knowing that they're going to argue backwards. Yeah, good point. Because if you go in for 5%, they'll say we want 15. Yep. So why not go in for 1%, then they might argue to 5 Um Quick question, off yeah. the uh, top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, in all the lineups of Dragon's Den, <laughs> yeah. who's been your favourite dragon? I'm going to have to go Meaden. Are you really? I love Deborah Meaden. I love the way she does that weird thing with her fingers, like she's uh, juggling two kind of exercise balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something about that. Who's your favourite dragon? Um, I've got nothing against Deborah Meaden. Okay, no, it's fine. But it's fine. I would have to say it's between two. Yeah. Going back in the day, James Kahn. Oh, yes. Because I used to love the way, I don't know whether you can hear this podcast, listener, I used to love the way when he was uh, thinking over a deal, how he'd stroke his... Stroke his beard. That's the sound of light beard being struck, stroked. Do you just say light beard? Light beard. Oh. Beard um, being lightly struck. Stroke. <laughs> yeah, better. I like better, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, bit, sorry if you just joined us at this point. It's, it's not like what you think. I used to used to like James Khan. I miss him, um, and I do like Tuka Suleiman. Oh, t- when has he ever put his hand in his pocket? <laughs> If he's you, the new Deborah Meaden. He's the new Deborah Meaden. <laughs> Genuinely, right? Any Dragon's Den fan, let me know the episode where Tuka Suleiman puts his hand in his pocket <laughs> and invests. Unbelievable. Here's today's podcast Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Hometime on a Wednesday night with Andy Bush and Richie Fur. Great to have your company. Hope you're having a good middle of the week so far. Always a bit of a fight between Talk Talk and Dr. Alban about whose life it is. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd win in that little fight? Uh, so, sat there watching telly the other night and a massive advert came on a bit like this. You can almost see the words floating towards you. Uh, so, ITV are showing a Star Wars movie every Saturday early evening in the lead-up to Christmas. Starts this weekend, doesn't Starts it? Starts this weekend on Saturday, and I was sat there watching it thinking, oh, man, this is going to be brilliant. Got me all excited, and then right at the end, my hopes were dashed, because in brackets at the bottom, it said, uh, starts this coming Saturday with The Phantom Menace. So are they going in the, uh, like the, the, the chronological order that it would have been done then? That's, that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're going yeah. chronological order, which is an, not that easy to say, <laughs> but... Uh, starting with the prequels. So yeah. just a bit of kind of Star Wars uh, A to Z on this. Obviously, they made the original films, which was weirdly the first film A New Hope was episode four. Yeah. Written by George Lucas. They're four, five, six. And then George Lucas, about, was it about ten years ago now? About that. Was allowed to make the prequels, films one, two, and three, and they were terrible. <laughs> and they had people like Jar Jar Binks in it and stuff like that. And really uh. ruined the whole thing for a lot of people. It was They're absolutely terrible. And then George Lucas has had Star Wars taken off in the way a child might get put in a care. Yeah. <laughs> 
and it's been given to Disney and they've done a much better job with it. But I don't know about you, I, I almost proceed as if those three films, Phantom Menace and the other two, just didn't happen. Yeah. And I've been trying to get my eldest daughter, who's eight, into Star Wars and we're starting at A New Hope. We're starting okay. at four. We're not mentioning one, two and three. If she asks about it, it's almost like a dirty family secret. I just don't like to talk about it. So I almost want to start a bit of a campaign uh, to ITV and we'll, we'll send a tweet out to them in a minute on this show. Let's Let's do the Star Wars thing. Brilliant. But let's not do the prequels. I'd be behind you on this. Mm -hmm. I'm just playing Devil's Africa here. They will then come back and say, well, then suddenly we've got three weekends before Christmas where we've got nothing to show. It's a fair point. What you could do is... If you're if you're back timing things until Christmas with Star Wars, yeah. next three weekends do the uh, Back to the Future trilogy. Make use of the space. Yeah, they've already paid for it. I know it's already scheduled out. Yeah. Make, this is a great idea. We've got a plan now. Everybody's a winner. If you want to join this campaign to make ITVs playing out all the Star Wars movies, start from film number four and forget <laughs> the first three. Eight, twelve, fifteen, and text the show. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, if your boss has just walked in the room, turn this up. <laughs> so look, we're talking about Star Wars. ITV are showing a Star Wars movie every Saturday in the run-up to Christmas, which is great. However, uh, they're starting with the terrible Phantom Menace. They're going to show the prequels. Uh, and Richie, I just put forward this maybe a bit of a campaign. Forget the prequels. Knock that on the head. Use the three weeks that you're going to have spare now to show other films. And you've just suggested... Right, the... but the Back to the Future trilogy would fit the uh, the gap of three that you'd have perfectly. That would work, wouldn't it? Uh, Ashley Bolton, good question on Twitter. What about Star Wars Rogue One? That's before Episode Four, and it does explain a lot. I actually yeah. quite like Rogue One. These other little side story Star Wars films are really good because they, they've taken it off George Lucas, <laughs> who's lost the plot, and they've given it they've given it to Disney. So that's fine. So would you happy? You'd be happy for them to show Rogue One because if that's the case, then we've got a gap of two for them to film. Well, this is it, and, and I don't want to be down on ITV because I think it's a brilliant thing. Yeah. And I love the fact that we're counting down to Christmas with a Star Wars movie every Saturday. Yeah. Let's just use the time a bit better. <laughs> just think things through. Rich says uh, the way uh, this is the way to watch Star Wars: four, five, one, two three, then six. That's the correct order to watch Star Wars, discussed at length over many, many lagers. <laughs> Basically, get to I'm Your Father, then find out how Anakin became Vader and finally watch number six. Everyone's got their own little route of doing it. Watch yours. 8, 12, 15 to text the show. We've got the Spin Doctors next. and SIM-only deals for everyone. However you do Christmas, everyone's welcome at Tesco Mobile. Talking about ITV, who, God bless them, are showing a Star Wars movie every Saturday in the run-up to Christmas, which is great and exciting, and I applaud them for it. It's a brilliant advert on telly with the big Star Wars logo with a different film in each of the letters. However, they're starting with The Phantom Menace, which is the worst film in the world. We're saying, like, knock the prequels on the head. Let's just leave that and start from episode four. 8, 12, 15 to text. Uh, join the campaign, give you thoughts on the campaign. Ian and Maidenhead on The Phantom Menace uh, correcting us from earlier. Star Wars The Phantom Menace came out 19 years ago. That is mind-blowing. I know, it you, is. You still think of it as like a recent thing. Yeah. That's nuts. Uh, Dave says, ah, but if you watch it drunkenly with friends, it becomes the greatest film of all time. <laughs> uh, Andrew says, so you're not a fan of Jar Jar Binks then, are you, Bush? No, I'm not. He's the worst thing about it, Jar Jar Binks. Uh, Keith has tweeted us, uh, he's written this in a specific way, so I'm going to have to go with it. Please don't hate me. It might not sound very good. Misa don't agree with yours. My kids are like a damn... Oh. That's Jar Jar, that's how he sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the point, is that kids love him. That's why, with my daughter, I'm getting involved in type of 
angling her in a particular way that I'm not allowing her to even know that the first three films exist. Probably wise, because if you're going with what Keith says, if she did get the chance to yeah. watch any of them, she might like them. Given half the chance, she might end up falling in love with Jar Jar Binks, and we can't have that. <laughs> I love this text. Bush and Richie, I've never seen Star Wars or Star Trek. I'd rather have Back to the Future any day of the week, says Jeff on the M4 there Northbound. That's Richie's alternate idea, is uh, get rid of the prequels and use the first three weeks to show to the Back to the Future film. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Wednesday's Home Time on Absolute Radio with Andy Bush and Richie Firth. Gorgeous evening. It's been mild today. I wonder wonder if anyone's going to go home to a dark barbecue. It's still mild enough, I think, to have a barbecue. What, even at this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, there's something about barbecuing in the dark. Fire pit. Beautiful. Head like torch. Like a campfire. Yeah. There's something kind of primal about it. Just going to put it out there. If you're doing bar- dark, bar- dark barbecuing, sounds like the dark web. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> something about it's just not right. Absolute Radio. 40,000 Friday morning, when you get into work... Uh, you're sat at your desktop right now, OK? Block a little bit of time in your diary, 9 till 9.15 kind of thing. Just block it out so that you're ready to take the phone call from Dave Berry when you win £40,000. Yeah, and don't miss the call. Don't be one of those people... You know you hear about like people with... Uh, they've won the lottery on the bit of paper or whatever, yeah. the ticket, and they can't find it or it's in their handbag I'm or just whatever. encouraging some positive mental attitude because if you do that, if you're the person that blocks that in your diary to be prepared to win, it could end up being you that does win. £40,000 is going to be in someone's bank account by Friday evening. It is tax-free cash in time for your Christmas shopping. Uh, if you're like me and you're quite thick, even better there's no questions to answer just need to get your phone out now and text the word WIN W-I-N to 812.15 do it now then sit back and spend the cash in your mind text WIN to 812.15 the absolute radio £40,000 giveaway text cost £2 plus your standard network rate lines close Friday 16th of November at 9am we're playing across the absolute radio network you must be over 18 to play rules, terms and entry are at absoluteradio.co.uk As you head off for your commute home, if you're on public transport today, don't forget the British Transport Social Police are always watching and you are part of that patrol yourselves. Yeah, if you see anything, phone it in. If you've got a situation developing where you are, don't just stow it, don't just keep it to yourself. Make sure you get in touch with uh, the show. You can email us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk and Richie and I will deal with it as best we can. We are uniformed officers. We are indeed. Uh, So many of them are food-related issues. It's not always food. It could be someone reading your news newspaper and uh, <laughs> they haven't paid for it I, in my opinion get them off the train that I, I would some people are really blatant about that aren't they yeah, yeah. reading your even though you've got a free metro or whatever yeah. or the evening standard them still reading it over your shoulders something irks you awful behavior awful behavior tim webb says guys i've just got on a train and i've got a curry eater the row in front and a snorter on the right and he's sent in a brilliantly done photo you know we can take a photo of Someone he hasn't taken a photo of them, just their itsu pot. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly eating chicken katsu curry. Yeah. But he's taken a photo via the reflection down the side of the seat. So you you can got more see of the a bowl. problem with the snorter or the curry eater? I think curry eater, because this for me feeds into if you remember, if you follow me on Twitter, I was moaning about a bloke who sat next to me in his cycling gear and ate a tuna, mayonnaise, and sweet corn pasta pot on Monday night. That was just out of order. Like strong smelling food is just a wind up. I'd only have a problem with the snorter if I was actually trying to eat myself. 
Yeah, exactly. Knock on effect. But then <laughs> yeah, again, you'd be yeah. in contravention of the yeah, rules. Yeah, would be. Yeah, tricky. But, but we're not. We're not. We're not like ruling out the British Transport Social Police. We're not, police, we're not ruling out eating on public transport. That's fine. But just be mindful of Absolutely. what kind of food it is. Absolute Radio, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Tomorrow, don't forget, it's our 40-inch pizza-eating challenge, travelling to Manchester to do it, live-streaming the actual thing on our Facebook Live at 1.15, so be ready about that. If you care passionately about custard, it is time for you to do something about it because custard is in a crisis. Uh, Ambrosia Devon Custard, uh, the guys who make it uh, have put it up for sale, the parent company, uh, because it has suffered uh, a horrendous summer of low sales. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That surprises me. Well, we've had really hot weather this summer, so people are probably not necessarily feeling the need to have uh, a hot dessert with a skin on top of it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sensing you've got a problem with custard. I've never really liked custard, I've got to be honest. What is it in particular then? It's the skin. Right. Uh, any any kind of food that you're going to serve up and if you don't eat it instantly it's going to form a skin. Yeah. For me, that's <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a red flag. It's so weird you say it because I opened the drawer to get the cereal out this morning and we have a little carton of ambrosia um, custard in there yeah. as well. But like I say, I think it, it might be a Devon thing. I'm a Devon lad. Stick I, I'd with understand it, you know that. I mean? I'd understand that. You, you've got some geographical allegiance yeah. to it and that's fine. And I look, it's not for me, but I'm not saying get rid of it. But it's... Custard is a it's it's something of our childhood. Very it is. very much so. And it, it's not maybe it appears maybe not the vogue of of these times. And I, I, I do feel that if it was an animal, for example, like uh, a snow leopard, and we're talking like the worldwide fund for nature, yeah. it would be being placed on some kind of endangered species list. It'd be having some form of uh, plastic tag on its ankle. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just to make sure we know how many tins of custard are still out there. It's good because you start by saying, you know, if you are a a custard fan, make sure you get out there and support it. Because maybe people like custard, but they've not bought it for ages. So you need to get out there and buy it. Otherwise, imagine a, a world without custard. I can't even... It doesn't bear thinking <laughs> no, about, does it? No, it doesn't, It does no. not bear thinking about. So I, I think there is the need for an endangered species list of foods. Yes. And um, custard um, goes on it. Custard goes on the list, and maybe, you know, like, for me, that's a wake-up call for me. That that would make me think, next time I'm kind of doing that bit of the shop where you're looking at extra stuff just to chuck in for dessert, maybe picking up some custard yeah. to try and help save it. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Kevin in Maidenhead says, on the subject of custard... Wouldn't Lump have been a more appropriate president of the USA song? Well, not having anyone slagging custard off. It's it's, an, it's a British institution, as Richie's just mentioned. Dean from the borough says, Guys, we need to save custard. We've already lost semolina and ground rice. They're gone. We can't lose that too. But Rowan and Stephen, it says, Bush, custard both stinks and blows. Good riddance. Come on now. Get it on the list. We're putting together a list of foods that are endangered and, and I think it's an important wake-up call to get out there and go and support them. Uh, Stu, going with uh, crispy pancakes, nothing like losing the uh, skin on the roof of your mouth. Never see them anymore. Are they extinct already? Let's put them on the watch list. See, Finder's Crispy Pancakes for me falls into the historical section of our list where you're keeping these meals alive that, yeah, maybe they don't have a place in modern society, but it's a really good way to show people, like, I'm going to cook them for my daughter so she can see 
just how bad tea was when I was a kid. <laughs> it's an important handover. Uh, and for me, I'm going to add something onto this list if I can, of endangered foods. Figgy rolls, figgy biscuits. Mm-hmm. I, I've never in my life been offered a figgy biscuit round at someone's house. Like, oh, we've got them. They just happen to have them in. <laughs> you know, everyone's got a, a biscuit <laughs> in. True. I love them. And I used to, for quite a big bit when I was playing five-a-side footy in the week, uh, I was always having like three or four figgy biscuits before I played because I thought they were a good source of energy. That was your go-to energy because I know the England football team take yeah. away Jaffa cakes with them. Totally. Mine was figgy biscuits. Maybe if they took the figgy biscuits, we'd go that step further and win. That's it. It would have got us out the semi. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So add figgy biscuits to that little list as well. If you go to our Facebook page, we're compiling this list, and I think it's quite an important cultural thing in terms of putting it together. Facebook.com slash Absolute Radio. We've got Noel Gallagher next. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. The people who own Ambrosia Custard have put it up for sale. It's not having the sales that they wanted over the summer. Custard is at risk. Is it heading towards extinction? We're putting together a list of foods on that warning list. Uh, Each of them are going to be tagged a little bit like pelicans, so we can kind of see what their population (laughs) levels are like. So if you're worried about food and you haven't seen it for ages, get in touch with the show tonight. Johnny says Heinz strawberry jam pudding. Maybe its demise a few years ago was the final nail in custard's coffin. Uh, Neil says, I had some Devonshire custard in a ramekin as a starter before having custard curry for breakfast last week. Wow. I work nights. I have weird eating <laughs> habits. Animal. <laughs> Ian from Northampton says, faggots, where are they now? Excellent question. Uh, meanwhile, we've got Mike on the line. Uh, Mike, what do you want to say? Well, I just think that we're missing out on, uh, obviously we spoke about the custard, but, you know, I'm thinking that there's another another staple item that goes with it, the, the, the classic lady's fingers. Ah, yes. Oh. I guess if, if if custard goes, then de facto, ladies' fingers go as well. Please clarify ladies' fingers for people who might not know what that particular dessert <laughs> is, Mike. Yeah, so it's like the, the classic ladies' finger-shaped uh, sponge that you add to the, the sort of uh, the jelly level of your trifle. OK, and imagine you grew up with this kind of stuff, Mike. Is that right? Well, I wouldn't say grew up with it. I mean, I used to force it down me. Um, I was maybe a bit young, it was... A bit, a bit of a my nan chucking at me. Maybe it was a bit dated back then, so I don't quite know if it's still knocking about now. Well, you may remember on Halloween when we were trying all those trick-or-treats, uh, we had some witch's fingers, oh, which yeah. I believe are a Halloweened-up lady's finger. It's a sponge finger. But, Mike, the issue is, like you're saying there, that we can't let, you know, ladies' fingers go. If custard goes, they'll go the same way. I think the, the whole point of this this list, this endangered list, is to get you to go out there and buy them and support them. So will you do us a favour and pick up some ladies' fingers on the way home from work? <laughs> Yeah, I'll pick up a couple of packs of ladies' fingers uh, on the way back, chaps. No worries at all. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Smashing Pumpkins on Absolute Radio. It's home time on a Wednesday. Good to have your company. Darren Brown, the illusionist, on this show just after six. Date for your diary tomorrow. 1.15, lunchtime. You're probably on your lunch break. Or maybe you have some kind of agreement with your workmates. Who's going to have the early one? Who's having the late one? You take the one that's going to be around 1.15. Yeah. And then don't move from your worktop or just go and sit somewhere in the office with a device because we are going to be on Facebook Live tomorrow lunchtime, 1.15. We are Facebook Living our 40-inch, 30-minute pizza challenge. Two men side by side, topless, eating a pizza in a pub. <laughs> 
Why would you not want to watch that? Why would you not want to watch that? We're going to take off all of our clothes so it's easier to wash down with hoses at the end. Most badly, it's the wor- it's the last thing we ever do. So yeah. you would want to make sure you'd seen it. But um, how are you feeling? Again, is it like 24 hours or so? It's just less than 24 hours until we do it. <laughs> it's way less, yeah. How yeah. are you feeling about this right now? Daunted, I've got to be honest. I've had nightmares about it as well. It's a good job we've got Darren Brown on the way just after six. Hopefully you'll give us a positive mental attitude. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Rich. Darren Brown on this show in the next 15 minutes. Uh, which we are very much looking forward to. We're getting ready in the studio here. A little bit of unfinished business before Darren comes in in the next ten minutes or so um, is uh, from Monday's show. Could I please personally plea? Could you stop getting in touch with me about urinating in kettles? Yeah, there's a lot of that still coming, isn't there? Uh, this um, <laughs> this comes from Monday's show when I was talking about the first thing that I do when I get in a hotel room is not that is boil up a kettle and then put the water from the boil kettle into, <laughs> into the complimentary mugs, put them straight in the hotel room fridge, and then you've got sterile, cool water in your room for the rest of the stay. Still hearing it again now, even had a few days to let it go around in my head, you still sound like a psychopath. But I had people getting in touch with a cautionary tale about the old kettles that I shouldn't do my practice. Uh, well, it basically goes back to this thing. First thing you do when you get into a hotel room, we've been getting tweets about this all week. Daniel says, I agree with a couple of lads on ear trousers off telly a close second <laughs> I think you like to walk around in just boxer shorts and a t-shirt in your hotel room there's something kind of Absolutely, luxurious about it yeah. uh, Joanne says bounce on the bed uh, Andy Skinner says make a cuppa again see Richie's earlier comment about just, just be careful <laughs> uh, Dorsey says sort out the thermostat it's always set too high uh, yeah and then you try and sort it out and you realise you can't change it that's a wine and you can't open the window. Uh, Colin says, familiarise myself with all the wall switches and what they operate. <laughs> uh, Hannah gets to throw off the bed. I think that's called a runner, the runner that goes at the bottom of the bed. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, get it off. No point. Robbie runs a bath, uh, which sounds like a book, and uh, Wayne Cox makes sure there's enough loo roll. Probably more important than boiling the kettle. Yeah, that is very vile. And radio's very own David Lloyd has been on. He says, put your Boots loyalty card into the slot in the room, which should have the door entry key in it. Lights come on, you feel that you've outwitted the entire world. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. We're asking this question, what is the first thing you do when you get into a hotel room? Uh, someone's just come back on something you've just said, Richie. Uh, they say, Richie, this is Keith, the runner on the hotel bed does fulfil a purpose. It's because people get on the bed with shoes on and you don't mark the bedspread. I disagree. Who does that? Nobody gets on... If you're in a hotel, nobody gets on the bed with shoes on. Get it, does he mean get on the actual bed, as in, like, bounce around with shoes on? Yeah. No, I think he's... Because the, the runner's always at the bottom, so I think Keith is saying that people are actually getting on oh. beds and sitting down watching telly kind of thing which sh- no we've no already teeth. found out we've found out we've got the evidence half our audience definitely take their trousers <laughs> off <laughs> and SIM-only deals for everyone. However you do Christmas, everyone's welcome at Tesco Mobile. 
Muse on Absolute Radio, where real music matters here on a Wednesday night, uh, and it's time to welcome our second ever guest, Mr. Darren Brown. Hello, mate. Thank you very much for having me. This is very nice. Life seems good. Life's very good. I've had some food. Are you troublesome oh, if you haven't eaten? Good... Oh, like one of these oh, people? I, do. I like a very nice... I like a nice coffee. I'm actually barista trained. Get out Are of you town. really? I am. Of course I am barista he is. trained. I just about managed some of the fancy latte art on the top as well. Oh, really? What yeah. did you do? What was your... Was it like a shamrock or a Oh, my speciality is... I don't know what you'd call it, but it looks like a Blurred my testicles into the, um, <laughs> into the into the milky froth. Never ever accept a coffee off Darren Brown. Ever. Uh, let's start, man, by talking about your excellent new show, Sacrifice, on Netflix. Uh, Richie and I have just been non-stop WhatsApping uh, each other about it because it's oh. so so good. We really, really, nice. really, really it. enjoyed it. Thank Fantastic. You, it's going to be one of these interviews where obviously you're here to talk to us about it. We want people to watch it because we've really enjoyed it. Yeah. But there's so many questions want to ask. But you don't want to give, give away, away the enjoyment much. for anyone who hasn't yet seen it. It's yeah. going to be a tricky yeah. one. Try and summarise what it is in terms of uh, a social experiment okay. or whatever. Well, the show is I try and get a right-wing Trump-supporting guy with very strong views about illegal immigration to lay down his life to take a bullet for a Mexican illegal immigrant. Using my covert psychological techniques to do this. It's filmed in London and in America. It's a kind of a very big, ambitious thing. It's quite an emotional show, I think. Mm. It obviously resonates, you know, sort of topically more than uh, previous stuff that I've done. He thinks he's making a documentary, which allows us to do some sort of open filming with him. But other than that, a lot of it is hidden cameras and, yeah. you know, is surrounded by actors and all that kind of the stuff. The amount of work that must go into it's this thing. Lot, you almost yeah. recreate an entire American town in, like, the Midwest or the desert yeah, or something yeah, at the end. Certainly, a yeah, yeah. huge amount of work goes into it. Attention yeah. to detail and everything. Yes, know? when the final moment comes, you can't know on any level that it's being filmed or that it's anything to do with us. These have to be completely realistic, just horrible scenarios he finds, a scenario that he finds himself in that just becomes increasingly terrifying and tense until this climactic moment when he has a, he has a choice as to how to behave and what to do. And that moment takes place in uh, the Mojave Desert in California. Yeah, yeah. But obviously there's other big set pieces in the show that are mm. here in the UK. There's a disused quarry with a lake in Carnforth. Oh, yes. Which I would have said would have been, you know, what happens there is, is almost a big enough thing for a show anyway. Yeah. But one of the interesting things about that part of the show is it's obviously not what you're building towards mm. but Phil doesn't actually go through with that last bit and that's it's one of the things as the viewer when we're watching your shows that you kind of think oh wow that, that bit hasn't quite Didn't work, gone as yeah. he might have imagined. Well, you'll, you'll know what I mean. I've never wanted to push a man more <laughs> no, I bet, yeah. in my life than at that moment. It would have been... Uh, it would have been uh, that, was that like, a, was that like a, a, a sliding doors moment, a like, fork in the road moment for the programme? Yeah, it's, so especially it's a bit in the show that doesn't, that doesn't work. Uh, it's one bit of the jigsaw puzzle. So actually my main concern, and I don't want to spoil too much if you haven't seen it, but my main concern was he was all right with that. He thinks he's one of six people taking part in this show. So when he doesn't do this bit, he was worried that he he sort of he disqualified himself from the, the show. So actually, the main concern was his state of mind and, and making sure he was all right with that. I kind of knew that, well, OK, that didn't work. That's a bit of a setback, but I've got these other bits of the jigsaw puzzle which we can go to instead, and hopefully it'll, you know, it'll be enough in the end to, to pull him back round. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. 
The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Darren Brown still our guest, still here. We haven't lost him. Uh, Darren, what we uh, one of the things I loved about Sacrifice uh, was how you used radio in it. It's it's like uh, a medium that obviously is is our life, uh, but you use it in the show to manipulate this guy Phil into doing what you want him to do. Um, yet here we are discussing what is the first thing that you do when you go into a hotel room. For the record, Darren, what, what is the first thing you do when you go into a hotel room? <laughs> Get into a hotel room, do you, do you check Do you check something? Do you have a look? I mean, for example, I always check the TV channels. See I turn the TV th- off. I can't stand TVs on in hotel rooms. Well, that's the whole point of going into a, a hotel room, is getting all the different channels. No, no. Really? You turn, turn it off it for off. a bit of peace? Turn really? it off. Yeah, no, God, I, 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 don't, I generally don't watch TV. It's only like the last, maybe two years ago, because we got dogs and we're kind of a bit tied to one room. Uh, because the dogs can't go up and down the stairs because they've only got little legs. Um, <laughs> so uh, I end up getting a TV because we were spending all the time in this room. Hey, weirdly, speaking of your dog, are you tweeted a photo of your dog. It's called Humbug. Is that oh, right? I doodle, yeah, Humbug and Doodle. You noted in the tweet that she yeah. just rolled in fox poo. What is it with dogs and fox poo? They love it. Why she, do they love it so much? She loves your fox poo. I do love them both, but... Unruly little I'm cameras. imagining with the shows that you've done, though, and what you've been able to achieve, you must have two of the most highly trained dogs that there is in this country. Oh, it would undo any element, of, any <laughs> illusion of control I create. <laughs> you saw me trying to... <laughs> Before Trying to get a dog to come to me. They're making you live downstairs for crying out loud because they don't like using the stairway. Unbelievable. Before oh. we have to let you go, there's there's one one thing that we would uh, like to ask of you if there's any any help you can give us. Oh. Uh, tomorrow we are going up to Manchester to try and attempt uh, a challenge to eat. I believe it's a, it's a forty inch pizza. Forty inch pizza. Oh, uh, it's two wow. of you get. So you've got thirty is minutes. Is that a picture of it there? It is. Yeah. Have a look at this. Waving. Never been eaten uh, before. Never been done. Two wow. people. Thirty minutes. One forty. Inch pizza. That's almost unless that's actual size, in which case that's no challenge at all. <laughs> <laughs> Two tiny men with it. But is there any kind of technique that we could embrace <laughs> while we're halfway through and we're pushing up against this record to get us through? I've never been asked this actually in all the years of. Uh, is the stomach controllable? People... Oh God! Talking to yourself, stuff like that. Does that work? I can offer you literally no advice on how to how to eat a giant pizza. Just <laughs> maybe, just don't eat for twenty four hours. Or treat it like a colonoscopy. Just don't don't eat. Treat it like a colonoscopy. Yeah. I'm going to get that put on a t shirt. What a slogan! Yeah, as a general rule in life. Well, you are our second guest to Ooh. our brand new hometown show. Our first guest <gasps> was uh, the actor Gerard Butler, oh, who very kindly signed our visitors book. Wow. I wonder whether uh, uh, we could offer you the chance to be the second second person to uh, sign and leave a comment in our, our, our visitor's book. Imagine you've just stayed in a bed and breakfast, you've turned the TV off as soon as you got into the room, of course, Darren. Maybe you had to go on the cafetiere or whatever. Please don't feel obliged to leave your address. This is this is Radio Gold, isn't it? Here it Somebody, is. Uh, not Radio Gold, but this is great radio live signing <laughs> listening to somebody a live signing a <laughs> we've only been on air a month it may uh, not last much yeah. longer I can't think of a great comment give, give me a second no I'll it's fine whilst you're doing that Darren we'll chuck on a song and come back and see what you've written Absolute Radio if you insist on listening to them in your own time then we can't really stop you okay let's get on with it then the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. thank you to Darren Brown our second ever guest and his new show, Sacrifice, is fantastic. It's on Netflix. Uh, he signed our book. He finally signed it in the end, putting something in our guest book and then kind of had to leave. So uh, I have to remind you that the first signing in there was, was Gerard Butler, uh-huh. who put as his comment, thank you for letting me take your virginity. Thanks, Gerard. Uh, Darren has now signed, hasn't put his address, uh, and has put, thank you for letting me give it back again. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love that. <laughs> 
the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Top ten coming up. Haven't had a top ten for a while. Your chance to interact yeah. and guess before I deliver the meat and potatoes of today's toilet. Everyone loves a quiz on the way home. Christmas perks staff want from their bosses. The top ten. Perks from... What about a bonus? Just a cash bonus rolled up in one of those brown little envelopes you used to get your wages in back in the day. The cash bonus is number one. Really? Yes, it oh, is. Oh, no, you hate it when people do that. <laughs> you kind of do, because the rest of it is now oh. rendered <laughs> it's, somewhat it's, flat. It's like when you've got like a, you, you've got a really good deal on buying a jumper. You should guess how much that was, and someone guesses less than what you've actually paid. Hopefully, someone, someone's just gone under a bridge. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Spoiler alert. At ten, flowers. At nine, home working on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. At eight, a non-work tech item. At seven, a food-related gift. Right. No. Early finish on Fridays in December at six. A drink-related gift at five. Ooh. Christmas Eve off. I love the way you're trying to... Yeah, I'm trying to pick uh, it up. This up. These yeah. are still good. Christmas Eve off at four. A team meal out at three. Pay rise at two. What do you reckon's at number one? <laughs> Cash bonus. <laughs> it's George Ezra. Oh, God. <laughs> Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. That's it. Another podcast done. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, the Darren Brown full interview. We couldn't shut him up in the ad breaks and everything. Mm. He was brilliant. He's a top man, but you can hear the full chat. Uh, that is going to be released as a special podcast pretty soon. Yes. That's it. Have a good one, and we'll see you on the next one.